0: Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. Snaps! I am your ginger host, Mackenzie. Autumn is away right now because she is actually taking on the task of directing the musical of well, one of our most controversial episodes, Rent. Stepping into her shoes, we have someone who is well situated for this show, as she is also blonde, it is the incredible Ms J. Maxwell, Jessica Maxwell for portable three o three Hello, 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 welcome back. Thanks for having me back. right? I mean, you are now fast becoming one of our most frequent guests. I mean, you and Lynn, the two of you are like neck and neck at this point for like guest appearances. That's crazy, right? Who would have thought back when you said? Sure, Matt, I'll come on for an episode about ranked. Why not? Like, <laughs> it'll, it'll be like a one thing off. And, be like, no, we got you back for a heck of a lot more and more you, to come. You just can't get rid of me. Sorry. It's true. Deal with it. It's true. <laughs> but,
1: Jessica, what are we talking about today? Well, Mackenzie, we're like totally going to Harvard Law School, and we're going to talk all about Legally Blonde,
0: the music. Oh, my goodness. Jessica, is there blood in the water?
1: Um, yeah, but I'm not positive. <laughs> what you want is some more details about this musical that we'll dive right. into.
0: Right? And Jessica, is this musical gay or European?
1: <laughs> you have to uh, bend and snap it to find out.
0: <laughs> well, let's, yes, let's everybody. <laughs> let's stop these puns while we're ahead. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But yeah, we're talking about Legally Blonde, the musical. But yeah, this was a—I—I I mean, I will happily claim it as a Mac pick. This was one where Jessica and I were talking about Autumn's away. Jessica's coming back. What are we going to do? And I was like, why don't we do Legally Blonde? That's such a fun show. And Autumn was like, yeah, have at it. <laughs> so, so I'll have to ask her another time why she's not overly eager about tackling this show. But for me, I like it because it knows what it is and delivers on it. It doesn't try and take itself too seriously, but also knows how to give proper character building moments and real empathy and pathos. Like, like it's not just comedy for the sake of comedy. Like There are real grounded character beats in this piece. And, and when it goes for those deeper moments, it does hit pretty well. hmm and it really does make you feel for Elle and Paulette and Emmett, even UPS guy, Brendan.
1: Uh Kyle. Kyle, Kyle,
0: Kyle, His, Kyle middle, name His <laughs> middle name
1: is Brendan. His middle name is Brendan.
0: Or even Vivian. Like, uh, uh, there are many of these moments that you go, oh, wow, you actually are getting some deeper character stuff here. You're not just relying on, on the comedy to get you through this show. And I mean, it's such a great story. I mean, it, it's truly inspiring. It's really an inspirational story about overcoming those preconceived conceptions that people have about someone. Whether you're big, short, blonde, brunette, redheaded, whatever, people look at you one way and they assume something. When deep down, this movie is all about viewing and and viewing someone uh, based on their merits, not on their appearance and your preconceptions of them.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm
0: like, that's just such a great message that everybody needs to hear at all times. And also, it's just fun because. My sister, Quincy, who is a blonde as well, is also in the midst of pursuing her law degree. So she is, so she is actually living the life of being legally blonde. You know, I'm not <laughs> sure she would quite enjoy being compared to Elle Woods. I mean, she, she gets very upset when Elle wears the pink suit in, in court. She goes, that is not acceptable. You do what? not wear pink into a courtroom. But I'm like, Quincy, it's a, Get over it. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a musical. Get over it. But I will say my first experiences of this show came thanks to Jay Maxwell here, because in high school, similar to Next Normal, where she just talked about these shows that I had no conception of, she was like, here's the CD for Legally Blonde. Like, I think you'll like it. And I'm like, oh, I loved Ireland, the song Ireland. And she's like, I hate that song. And I was like, oh, great. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) But the... (laughs) But then I watched the MTV recording on YouTube, and then at York there was a local student production that was mounted in a little black box theater, which was fun. Some of my residents were in it, so I went to show my Dawn support for them. Yeah, this is just kind of just a nice, fun, upbeat musical, and kind of leaves and you kind of come away bopping and just feeling good. Or um, what 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 does Elle say in in uh, Legally Blonde about Brooke can't kill Chris because it's endorphins, right? She she endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't kill exactly so (laughs) so when you come away with all these happy endorphins it's like yeah I feel good I feel good coming out of this so yeah that's my experiences and why I kind of pitched it to jay Maxwell here Jessica like give us the rundown about you and and your experiences with this musical why you agreed to come back and do this particular one because there was a few we were bitching to were and this was kind of the one we landed on as our
1: Pick. Yeah. Um, well you hit the nail on the head with a lot of that. You know, this is I really love that this is it is a feel-good musical. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you need that. There's some yeah. there's some shows that can be really heavy and Spring Awakening. Lay <laughs> Miz. <Les> yeah. <laughs> like like you walk Cats. away. <laughs> yeah, that one's really heavy.
0: <laughs> you come away feeling things.
1: <laughs> you feel something. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, like you know, it's it's a show that it everything you said was so spot on. Like, there's there's all these preconceived notions that we have about certain people, and um, you you kind of realize that hey, actually, like these labels that you're slapping on don't amount to anything because Mm -hmm. these characters end up being totally different on the on the other side of things. Um, -hmm. I I love the story too. It's it I want to say it has like a little bit of an underdog feel, but like a total
0: underdog. Was, like, as an underdog, right? Like, I mean, she's a privileged you, underdog. She's here yeah. To stay her way to Harvard. Yeah, but, but still, like, I mean, but like, she's an underdog. She's she still
1: she still studied for the LSATs. She absolutely showed, like, she showed she was like tenacious for it. She was yeah. after it. Um, and when she gets there, like she is still after it, and mm-hmm. I think that's like. That's a really admirable quality. And like the few times where she gets knocked down, like, and when you really think she's gonna give up, like you keep rooting for her. You're rooting for Absolutely. her the whole time. Um and so so that's like I love I love the story for that, and that's why I was totally down to come on and talk about it because I love those kind of stories. Yeah. My exposure to Legally Blonde started with the movie. I was Familiar with it, I had seen it um and then i don't I don't know when I first heard of the musical. I think it was I was probably it came about, to Toronto, didn't it? it did um I was probably about fourteen when I first got into it um i I'm sure it was on the advice of of my theater going friends who have also introduced me to next normal <laughs> and spring awakening and and I was like, okay, well, like I know the story and I like it. And, I listened to the cast recording and I really loved it. I thought mm-hmm. the songs were really fun and bouncy. And I figured the music all had the same premise as the movie, which it does. And then I saw the first national tour in the summer of 2010 when it stopped. Mm-hmm. In Toronto. Yeah. And stage production was also amazing. And I think I'm sure I watched the MTV recording. And actually, I remember watching they did the, um it was like the MTV search for the next L Woods. Yes, the eight app oh, trust me, we'll get into that okay <laughs> I, I remember watching that um i think while
0: it was airing it, yeah well yeah it aired that summer so that was like or, or, or like or 2008 I, the, I think 2008 correct yeah it Opened to 2007 yes right so i i want to say i I, wanna say I watched
1: it in real time because i remember that was right around the time when i started to actively follow it
0: um and then yeah so first national tour and i still love it so i mean people forget like 2000 2008 2009 that type of marketing of like first of all doing a pro shot of a, of a broadway musical that's running was like unheard of and not to mention on, like, a, like a reality show like now we get them all the time with like the search for dorothy the, the search for uh maria like we've had mm-hmm. the, or the search for nancy and all of they did it they did it over mm-hmm. like that now they now it's a common thing to do like a marketing campaign where you find the lead that people really invest in
1: well right like, and this es- is yeah especially interesting for a show that received mixed reviews yes like mm-hmm. to put a lot of money and marketing into it yeah pretty impressive
0: right and i mean if they're better than diana the musical did which also did a pro shot of its broadway show that Close after 33 performances. <laughs> for max's thoughts on that, tune into Cup of Hemlock. We just did a whole duet review on, on that one, and that was. <laughs> I could see why I closed. <laughs> this yeah. was. Legally born is le- leads and black le- leaps and bounds, and bounds. Better than the, the, the than Diana the musical for sure. But yeah, well, I mean, for I mean, just let's get well, let's get these people a plot description for those of you who have. Never seen the Reese Witherspoon 2001 movie. the movie came out in 2001, there's a there's a third one coming out this summer. Is it coming out this summer? This summer. I just heard it was in production. Nope. This summer. It, it's it's on, on the slate for this summer to be released. Yeah. It's a Legally Blonde, based on the based on a book and then a movie. It basically follows the same plot. There's a few minor differences. Like in the movie, there's a female professor played by Holland Taylor. It's so, like she's a character in there that they kind of removed. Gave some of her plot points, like kicking Elle out of class, w- uh, went to Callahan versus her. She's the one in the hairdresser shop who convinces Elle to go back uh, to the trial at the end. Like a few minor things, so, like they can, they they consolidated a few characters to, to help make things simpler. Uh, like, there's the geeky classmate of Elle's that she takes under her wing. Like there's the famous scene where she slaps him and says, "You never call me back," and that. Uh, suddenly gets him all the hot women on campus, that type of thing. So like, there's a few minor plot points that get changed, but basically it's the same plot. In general, this musical tells the story of Elle Woods, a sorority girl who enrolls in Harvard Law School to win back her ex-boyfriend, Warner. At first, she is failing and falling short of her potential, but Elle partners with her TA, Emmett, and turns things around, particularly in her class with Professor Callahan, who is offering an opportunity to intern at his law firm. As she improves, she discovers how her knowledge of law can help others, such as her hairdresser friend, Paulette, who is leaving a messy common law relationship. Uh, Elle ultimately wins one of the coveted internship spots alongside Warner and his new girlfriend, Vivian. Together, Elle and the other interns, aid Callahan, as he takes on the case of defending exercise queen, Brooke Wyndham, who is charged with murdering her much older husband. Elle proves herself. By not only obtaining Brooks' alibi, but also during the trial when she spots that a key witness for the prosecution is lying on the stand. And with Emmett's help, they prove her theory true. With her successes, Elle believes that she's proven herself to both Warner and Callahan. But while she's alone in Callahan's office, he assaults Elle by kissing her. Elle slaps Callahan and in turn, he fires her while confessing that she only got her spot because of her looks. Warner and Vivian both see the kiss, but Warner turns away in anger, leaving Vivian to be the only one who witnesses the slap. After Callahan leaves Elle, Warner re-enters the office and mocks Elle, but Vivian tells him to shut up, and they both leave Elle alone in the office. Elle then, very upset, plans to leave Harvard and go back to her life in LA, but while she's saying goodbye to her friend Paulette, Vivian comes and convinces Elle to stay. Elle returns to the court, where Brooke fires Callahan and hires Elle with Emmett staying on as like a legal advisor person with a law degree who can actually supervise Elle successfully defends Brooke and wins the murder trial by proving Brooke's stepdaughter Chutney such a great name killed her father by accident when she tried to kill Brooke by using her knowledge of hair maintenance proving that Chutney could have been in the shower after she got a perm. Great scene. Do not think we need go to go to an actual like bathroom to do the scene? I think it could have Alice in the courtroom would have been fine. I know. Um, I was watching that again today and I was like, such, a, like a, such an unnecessary shuffle. <laughs> right? Exactly. Just stay in the courtroom. That scene is great in the courtroom as it is. Mm-hmm. Getting, like I, I, going better, there wasn't even a song in there. Just have Elle recite the monologue from the movie. Yeah. Like, that scene is such a great scene in the movie.
2: Anyway. So, so
0: following her win in court, Warner proposes to Elle after having been dumped by Vivian. Elle gently refuses, claiming that she has been changed by this experience. Elle ultimately graduates and is her class's valedictorian. At the end of graduation, Elle proposes to Emmett, who happily accepts the end.
1: That was a really great condensed version. Thank because you! Because if you had me do it, I
0: would have gone into so much detail. <laughs> well, I mean, I I I mean, I love of Paula. There was so much more I could get into her. And Kyle, the UPS, copy, I was like, no. Keep it just focused <laughs> on the central plot. Yep, just, just, just like writing a book report. What is the plot summary? Don't give me the whole novel rewritten. Oh, I am so bad for that, though. I gave the whole plot. <laughs> oh, my. But yeah, that's the plot. So, Jessica, why don't you give us who we have on the creative team? Because we have a whole new team. From what have- I, From what I understand.
1: We have a really great creative team. So you briefly mentioned that Legally Blonde is based on a book, which it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, The book was written by Amanda Brown in 2000 or was released in 2001. And it was based on her experience going to law school. She went to Stanford, I believe. And she was like the bubbly blonde that was that was at law school. And so she just kind of based her experience on that and then paired it with a fictional story. Um, to, to my knowledge, she, isn't, she wasn't that involved with the musical. It's just the likeliness that carried over. Our book for the musical was written by Heather Hatch. Outside of Legally Blonde, she has had quite a few film credits, including writing the screenplay for the 2003 remake of Freaky Friday, which starred, ah? Lindsay, Loh- starred Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. She also did the screenplay for What to Expect When You're Expecting with Cameron Diaz, Jennifer Lopez, and Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Banks. That came out in 2012. She was also a writing assistant on the TV show Dilbert. Ah. And she wrote a book with Mary Rogers called Freaky Monday, which is Mm -hmm. similar to Freaky Friday, but instead of a mother and daughter, it's a student and teacher that swap places. Ah, And Mary
0: Rogers, Jane Maxwell, is the daughter of... Richard Rogers, of, of is that the, is it the same one? Really? really? Yeah. That, yeah. Or is actually, that just the, is that just a coincidence? Yeah. No. 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 no Mary Rogers is the daughter of Ro, uh, uh, Richard Rogers. What? She's been a whole bunch of stuff. Mary, Mary Rogers, like she's a very prolific. No, this has got no way. Yeah, Mary Rogers, whose dad is Richard Rogers, who we just talked about in the last episode, because he and Oscar Hammerstein team up and do. King and I, sounded music. Uh, I quality. can't believe I didn't know this. Yeah, no yeah, way. Mary, yeah, Mary what? Rogers, she's very prolific. So
1: that's that for Heather's most notable credits. Moving on to music and lyrics. These yeah. were done by Lawrence O'Keefe and his wife, Nell Benjamin. They've done quite a bit together, but and I'll I'll get into that, but for their individual. Credits. I'll start with Lawrence. Outside of Legally Blonde, he also wrote the music for Bat Boy, the musical, which ran Off Broadway in two thousand and one. He also wrote the music for Heather's the musical, which ran Off Broadway in twenty
0: fourteen. Oh, classic! There, classic.
1: Welcome um, to the
0: candy store. Love it. there will be another one. That you and know I will do that. Might be.
1: I've seen it. That was a good one. Outside of that, he is a active teacher and writer for the Broadway and New York theater communities. He has taught master classes at NYU, Berkeley College of Music, Yale University, and of course, Harvard. (laughs) His credits with his wife include The Mice, Cam Jensen, and Sarah Plain and Tall. Hmm. Uh, Nell Benjamin, outside of Legally Blonde, she wrote her first full-length play called The Explorers Club, which premiered off-Broadway in 2013. She wrote the lyrics to Mean Girls, which was a stage adaptation of the 2004 film of the same name. She did that with Jeff Richmond, who composed the music, and Tina Fey, who wrote the book. She wrote the lyrics to the musical Dave, which was based on the 1993 film of the same name. And then she also wrote the book and lyrics for the musical adaptation of Because of Winn-Dixie, which is based on the novel of the same name, with music
0: composed My Duncan Sheik of Spring Awakening. Uh Aha. Well, Spring Awakening will come back. It it does have an impact on this musical. It does.
1: You will see. How do I not know this? I'm supposed to know this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Uh, Legally Blonde was directed and choreographed by Jerry Mitchell who has had a number of credits in the theatre community as both a director and choreographer, and sometimes both. Mitchell's first Broadway production as a sole choreographer was the 1999 revival of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Some of his other credits, either as a choreographer or director or both, include the 1994 revival of Grease, The Full Monty, Hairspray, the 2004 revival of La Cage aux Folles, Catch Me If You Can, Kinky Boots, and most recently, Pretty Woman the musical. He is also choreographed for films such as Camp, in and out and Drop Dead Gorgeous. He also created, and for many years directed, the annual Broadway Bears benefit for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. No, Yeah, no. good for
0: him, I love that. Yep,
1: yeah. our set design was done by David Rockwell, who also has a long list of credits. He is the Mm -hmm. founder and president of Rockwell Group, and he has done many set designs and projects around the world for everything from theaters to restaurants to hotels. He's a really well-known and well-regarded architect. His Broadway set design credits outside of Legally Blonde include Hairspray, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Catch Me If You Can, Kinky Boots, On Your Feet, Falsettos, Pretty Woman, and Tuxie. So yeah, this team is stacked. Yeah. And like when I'm mentioning their credits, these are just some of them. Like, yeah, there's so many others, (laughs) but we'd be here all day. We would. Um, And lastly, for costume design, we have costumes designed by Greg Barnes also has had a wide, long list of credits, but Mm -hmm. some include uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the Drowsy Chaperone, Legally Blonde, Bye Bye Birdie, Elf the Mm. Musical, Kinky Boots, Aladdin, and most recently, Mean
0: Girls. So see, mean girls like the team kept the team kind of pulled pulled, pulled themselves back together a bit.
1: I know, and hairspray and kinky yeah. boots, so yeah. it goes to show it's a small world, indeed,
0: it is. Indeed. Theater world is a small world, <laughs> perfect. All right, well, is that it for bios, J. Maxwell? That's it. Let's get into some production history. So, first off, I want to say surprisingly. There is little documentation charting the creation process for this musical. There's lots of notes following when it came out, but there's very little about the actual writing process. So I am piecing together what I have. So following the success of the, of the 2001 film, work began on creating a musical. During the development phase of the musical, a demo recording was released with 12 songs featuring Carrie Butler and others as elves. The demo featured workshop versions of the songs. They're right there. Labeled on the sampler as gay or European. Don't know why they changed the title. I think that's a better title for the song. Like they're right. There's never quite. I'm always like, oh yeah, that's what that song is. (laughs) Um, And then blood in the water. Oh my God, you guys. Serious. What you want. Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde remix. So much better and take it like a man. In addition to two songs not present in the finalized version of the show, Beacon of Positivity, which became Love and War for uh, for the previews, and eventually became Positive for, for the finalized version of the show, and Good Boy, a song in which Paulette and Elle bond over the idea that men are like dogs and should therefore be treated as such, which was ultimately replaced by the song Ireland. The musical did a, did a preview run in, in San Francisco at the Golden Gate Theatre from January the 23rd to February the 25th in 2007. The musical then moved to Broadway and opened at the Palace Theatre on April the 29th, 2007. The musical's opening night cast included Laura Bell Bundy, who we talked about when we did Hairspray all the way back in Season 2, was in the lead as Elle Woods, Christian Borle as Emmett, Orfe was Paulette, Kate Schindel, As Vivian, Nikki Snelson as Brooke Wyndham, Andy Carl as Kyle the UPS guy, and Michael Rupert as Professor Callahan. The musical received mixed reviews but was praised for being a fun and upbeat production. Ben Brantley said when reviewing the musical in the New York Times that the show was high energy, empty calories, and an expensive looking hymn to the glories of girlishness. He praised Laura Bell Bundy, saying she sings and dances flawlessly and delivers silly lines as if she meant them. The musical received seven Tony Award nominations, including Best Performance by an Actress in a Lead Role in a Musical for Laura Bell Bundy, Best Performance by a Supporting Actress in a Musical for Orfe, Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role for Christian Borle, and Best Book and Score for Heather Hatch, Lawrence O'Keefe. And now Benjamin. This was the year of Spring Awakening. So it took yeah. a majority of the awards, including Christian Borough losing out to John Gallagher Jr. in Spring Awakening. So that's kind of where Spring Awakening came in and cut it uh, and cut the show down. Out. That's right. That makes sense. So, but that being said, the show still soldiered on. The musical was filmed for television in front of a live audience on September the 18th, 2007, as well as two other dates. Uh, where it was filmed without an audience. The three performances were then uh, edited together and were broadcast on MTV on October 13th and 14th in 2007 with subsequent air dates a few months later. MTV's involvement with the musical continued with a reality show program called Legally Blonde Musical, The Search for Elle Woods, which aimed uh, to cast the next actress to play Elle Woods on Broadway, replacing Laura Bell Bundy. The show was hosted by Haley Duff, Sister Two, Hilary Duff, got it, uh, and premiered on June. I uh, oh, sorry, premiered in June, two thousand and eight, on MTV. The show ran for eight episodes and was won by Bailey Hanks, age twenty, from Anderson, South Carolina. Hanks uh, debuted as L Woods on July twenty third, two thousand and eight. The production closed on October nineteenth, two thousand and eight after playing 30 previews and 595 regular performances. The run was considered a financial disappointment and failed to fully recoup its investment. I right, think we got to note is that in 2008, we were just about to head into the recession, or we were in the mis- right. recession by that point. Yeah. So I'm sure that also had an economic play on why the show didn't last longer. Well, so. yeah, there were, there were a whole slew of shows that closed from yeah.
1: 2008 to the beginning of 2009.
0: Yeah, Hairspray being Um, one of them. Spring Awakening was too. Yep. All right. (laughs) That's a sad Um, (laughs) note. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. The musical then went on a North American tour, which Jay Maxwell saw. And then in 2009, movie one opened in the West End and notably featured a rewritten version of the song Ireland. Now Benjamin explained the reason for this change was due to the song originally being written for this woman who really romanticizes the country and the concept of Ireland, which she knows nothing about. But this is not something that resonates so much in England. They do not romanticize Ireland. No kidding.
1: Uh, They
0: seem to be rather afraid of it, in fact. I wonder why. There's a little bit of historical tension there. So, So they in turn altered Paulette's character from someone still in the deluded state to now someone who is wised up from her past experiences. Benjamin further elaborated that it is not so much that she is just in love with the country. It is that, that, that Irishmen do something to her. Uh, in this new version, she, she was told by her grandfather, who she obviously trusted, that Irishmen were the best in the world. So she never goes and looks up Ireland because she believes uh, what she was told and, and has this dream. This new version of the song was implemented in subsequent productions. So it did well. The West End ver- uh, production proved popular and had a two million pound uh, advance ticket sales before it officially opened. So pretty good darn good there. This production was also the first production to offer a ticket lottery, which is a popular Broadway show program, which Jay Maxwell has used frequently. Countless That's times. Way to go. The West End show won three Laurence Olivier Awards, including Best New Musical. Best Actress in a Musical for Sheridan Smith, who played L, And Best Performance by a Supporting Role in a Musical for Jill Halfpenny, who played Paulette. The show closed in London on April 7th, 2012, after 974 performances. Wow. Significantly more than it played on Broadway. A London revival has been announced for Regents Park Open Air Theatre from the 13th of May to July the 2nd, 2022. And that's then production history. Cool. So once again, much less than I had for King and I, but there's still some goodies in there. I highly super. recommend going to listening to both versions of Ireland. It is a fascinating way they re- they redid the song. I didn't know they redid the song. Now I will have to go and listen to
1: it. it was yeah. Super interesting that it did better in the UK than it did on Broadway. Right. I love reading about stuff like that. It, like, is it just like how the audience? perceives it like example, i mean mean, once
0: again it's it's one of these weird things where it's not similar to a movie but even more so theater is all about right time right place for sure that that unlike say a film that can live forever like say a movie doesn't do well when it first comes out but everybody like Shawshank redemption classic example of this a movie that failed miserably at the box office got on and for all these Oscars, didn't win a damn thing. And it was only because the producer bought the TV rights and also owned a TV station that he started airing it on TV a whole bunch that it got the word of mouth going. And now it's become one of the most beloved films of all time. So but interesting. It, But it, it film's lucky that you can kind of refine re, uh, re- things that maybe don't get a good viewing the first time around for whatever reason. Theater is yeah. a different story where if you missed your mark, you missed your mark sorry. Oh, yeah yeah there's no there, there there's nothing like diane the musical where it's one of the lucky ones where it didn't do well but it has this pro shot that exists that people can watch to to examine it i mean you not know many shows get a pro shot to begin with so the mm-hmm. fact that that's the case where unfortunately i think the recession was a big thing i don't think people were in the right headspace to to go and watch a bubbly musical i mean you think a recession would bring that on people, but when people are desperate and just wanting to survive, the last thing they want to do is go pay money to be.
1: Oh in my God, you guys! <laughs> we were
0: coming into an election year, like yeah, election year, yeah, so yeah. There's a lot of x factors that maybe affected the Broadway ones. So maybe we'll get to it at the end, but we'll talk about the revival a, a potential revival. We will talk. We will talk. But in the meantime, let's not skip ahead. J no. Maxwell, let's go into our top three songs. What is your number one song, ma'am? Yes. My number one song is so much better. That did not make my list. Oh, well. There, there, I I have another Elwood song on my list. <laughs> he sings a lot, so
1: I wouldn't doubt it. That is my number one pig It's a great season one, season one, <laughs> <laughs> act one. Yeah, we're talking about TV shows and movies. Um, that's a great um, ending to act one. It's, oh yeah, it's like the moment you've been waiting for the whole mm. first act. Like you you just want her to get that moment like where You want her to win. You you want her to win, exactly. And it's that slight, like right before the song starts and Warner proposes to Vivian. And it's like that was this worth any of it? Oh my gosh, like am I even Mm -hmm. like what's the point? And then my name's up on that list. I worked so hard and I did it. And there's proof right there in that black and white. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's the anticipation after like, I'll be there on Monday, nine o'clock. No, I can't wait. I'll be there at eight. Like, yeah. It's, it's defying a, it's, gravity. It, it, it's oh, totally. It's
0: not it's, gravity. It, it's it's the moment sound. you're waiting for. It's the yeah. build up and the big. Yeah, vocally, it just builds. And I mean, the I always love the, when they say the word up, it scoops up. See my name up on that list yeah like it just it scoops right up and I mean it's such a big energy boost at the end of the act oh yeah where you be, where you've where you've been plodding along you're you're seeing her get these small wins and then crap she warns the bubble and mm-hmm. you think oh no and then it's like oh but wait oh but wait and, and, and I mean once it's another great moment of translating a moment. Of uh, of just a look in in the movie where you see Reese Witherspoon watch I forget who plays Warner in the movie but it's Selma Blair plays Vivian and I mean you see that moment in the film and it's just heartbreaking and mm-hmm. and, and then she sees the list and she and in the movie it's just me me <laughs> right and I mean and I mean you take that moment and you just expand it out and you just grow it and it's sort of these great organic moments where it's like well of course you put a song here. And of course, this is where you yeah. end act one. But you spend the whole first act yeah. watching
1: her get to Harvard and she gets yeah. there, and that's great. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now she's gonna be part of this big case, and that's what leads into act yeah, two. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's at the perfect spot. Yeah. It's this big, great act one finale. Mm-hmm. She does her little jump at the end, it's great.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> heals,
1: jumps and heals. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's a defying gravity moment, and it's like you're rooting for the underdog mm-hmm. totally like, if you get the right person to play l the
0: audience believes that right like they're believing l's a tough role Like people underestimate the character that of l Woods. i mean you, there's so many splits you have to spin as that character Where yeah. on one hand you got to play the dits a bit where because where, l does play ditzy mm-hmm. at times and that's part of her journey is getting away from playing mm-hmm. that role to get what she wants to relying on her skills not her looks and her kind of and to kind
1: of like cool it down a
0: little like she totally t- she's totally like right up here
1: and then it's yeah. like this flow kind of like all right I can still wear pink to the courtroom but like I'm just
0: gonna yeah play it cool yeah because like, I have work. actually been, yeah. yeah it's a it's a huge character growth yeah big big character growth and I mean yeah the plates you got to spin to get that role to work properly I mean there's comedy there's heart sincerity yeah. you got to play that you got to find the sincerity in that role Mm-hmm. It's not just There's a heartbreak,
1: like oh huge yeah.
0: heartbreak, huge heartfalls. So yeah, I mean it's a great act one. It almost made my list. But I have another Elwood song that I liked a little bit more. But my but, number one though, J. Maxwell, is one that got us started on this musical all a long time ago. But it's Ireland is my number one.
3: boy tires of you you're allowed to shoot him in the knees hey you look like that poster for ireland long blonde hair and that sweet sunny face oh no wait that's
1: the poster for sweden oh screw it i'll never see either place that's not an elwood song though
0: i my oldest song is my that? number
1: two. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, Ireland is number one. Ireland okay. is number one. You know what? That ended up making my list.
0: Your top three list? Yeah. I am shocked. Everybody, I read a shocking
1: moment. I revisited it. Um, especially when watching, sorry, not to steal from, not to um, take away from you, just briefly. No, um, go, go, go. Just, I revisited it and it's a really, It's kind of a fitting moment in the scene of it. Elle's having this breakdown and here's Paulette that's like, so I had this dream of visiting Ireland and like it. (laughs) It's called Celtic mode. (laughs) So good. And it's like, it's a whole thing. But like by the end, she's like, this was my dream. And Mm I haven't been able to go after it. But here's your dream. Mm -hmm. You go after it. You go going you
0: fight for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that made me change my mind. Yeah, it's, it's a great song. And it was the first song I liked in this show. I mean, it really is a bit more of an upbeat version of I Dream to Dream. I mean, the, Paulette is very kind of similar to Fantine, where she has lost her dog, lost her house, lost her savings, like, lost her guy. Like, she is kind of down in the dumps when Elle meets her. I mean, they have a much happier ending for Paulette than they do Fontaine. <laughs> But it's still like, this is like a, this is like an, a, a um, I dream, a dream of a song. Like, I, I, the whole last line of give my love to the, um, I, to the leprechauns is very much along the same lines of now life has killed the dream. I dreamed. Cause at the end of that, at the end of her original song, not the reprise, she's kind of given up. Right. Like, I, I, that's what like, that's her whole last verse is all about. Oh yeah. You with the blonde hair and the smile. Um, you're like the perfect poster for Ireland. Oh wait, that's Sweden. Oh screw it, I'll never see either place. She has resigned herself to being at the bottom of uh, uh, of the hole, looking up at the sun at all. And times. she She's says too. She says too to Elle. Yeah. She's like, yeah. "You look like you're
1: you're the kind of girl that sees yeah.
0: Ireland yeah. exactly. Yeah, girls like you always get to see Ireland. Yeah, and it's tragic. Like, and the fact that it's done with this really beautiful. Uh, listing Celtic m- music and it really captures that feel. And I mean, so, as someone uh, uh, of descent from Ireland and Scotland, this this song always hit me in the right spot. And it just paints this really beautiful idealistic picture of Ireland. And I mean, and I mean, even when you get into the UK version, which is really a neat one, because once again, it's this that palette's a harder palette. The the Broadway palette's as I say, she's much more diluted, uh, or or. Uh, disillusioned character where she's still got, 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 got the blinders on. The, the, one in the, the, the one in the UK version has a really sad verse where she's talking about her grandfather where she says In a bar
3: once I met this guy Dewey And he bought me like 14 beers And he told me that he was from Ireland And I lived with him 10 years and my wedding he kept on postponing Still I followed him round in
1: a fog Till he left with some skank he'd been boning Took my savings and took my dog My
3: grandfather shut "I just shut it Every story he told me stirred me wrong All the dreams that he gave me God, got gutted
0: all that's left is this weird and soul Like it's a tragic. Like, it's a tragic verse when you really think about it. Like it's someone who has really kind of had the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. And I mean the fact that, that then you have this reprise, which is our um Paulette seeing Elle going and chasing her group actually gives her a bit of juice. Uh, no. to go to, to pick up and fight because i mean paulette mm-hmm. is someone who has kind of given up and then it all comes this yeah. character of el and i mean el Elle, that's el's gift is that she comes in and lifts anybody up um and, and, and makes them feel better about this and it's another character she does that she brook Wyndham she does that too
2: mm-hmm.
0: um enid her partner um her intern partner she she connects well with uh, and that's the whole story. Even Vivian, right? Vivian. Yeah, like by the end, for sure. By the end. And I mean, that's Elle's gift. And I mean, this song is just such a thing. I mean, uh, Orfe just kills this with the belting she does She's in this song. She's so
1: good, yeah. It, it, it gives Her acting's great, too.
0: Yeah. Also, that's another tough role where you can play it really broad. Mm-hmm. But Orfe plays this with sincerity. The mm-hmm. pain of this song, when she really drops into it. Like there's, like there's the jokes of, I call it, celtic moods like or the or the whale call right yeah <laughs> and it, when it drops in she drops in and she mm-hmm. sings it with total sincerity like i would see Orfe play fontaine i think she'd be great but yeah ireland it is such a good song that gets not enough love and attention but it's fantastic yeah yeah it's interesting why didn't you like it? it all those years ago i want to know like back Cause... in the day when i came and told you i liked it, and you were like you're <laughs> like i don't like the song i
1: hate it i skip it because I was obsessed with songs like What You Want and yeah. Positive and Oh My God, You Guys, because I was 14 and I didn't know any better.
0: <laughs> True. I haven't shown you Les yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that really...
0: <laughs> that changed the game, Pratt.
1: That did change the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's your number two? My number two is Ireland. Okay, okay. So my number two is my L. Woods song, which is What You Want.
3: Off to Harvard Law, so I get in there, too. Step two, make Warner reassess. Impress him with my high IQ. Step three, and throw a great big wedding. And invite and all to New. That's great. Nice plan. Now, can we think this through? Harvard Law School? I have a 4.0 average. Yeah, in fashion merchandising. What makes you think you can do this? Love, I'm doing this for love. And love will see me through.
0: nice yeah so this was the one where i go once again this is a tough moment where you got to translate something from film or, or or the novel but the film is really the main source mostly here, where you got to get a where you got to get the study montage figured out and mm-hmm. you got to get her from point a to point b and that can really drag a show down but they wrote a really good song in here where we're like l you get carried through the action of this moment it's very cinematic with how it moves into different vignettes like l coming up with a plan big sturdy books big wordy books where is (laughs) that where's that i'll understand right like you start there and then you get into the okay this is what you got to get done with her nerdy sorority sister then you got the frat boys then you got her boozy parents who are hilarious. I love her boozy parents. <laughs> and, and, and then, and of course, you got her winning the test scores, and then, of course, you got the big whole Harvard admission board finale piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just, but it's so energetic, and it just moves. There's no, it, it, You just get dragged into this. Yeah. On and, and and the whole way, you're just come on out, come on out. And I mean, I love the timpani in this. The love, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Like it's a heartbeat. Like yeah. she's talking about love, and, the, and that's what's driving her to do this task—is her love for this guy who doesn't love her. But that's besides the point. But, but like her love, and she's sincere about it. Like when her parents say, "Why do you want to go to a place where they all have different noses?" <laughs> right? Great line. But she says it's love, and, she mm-hmm. t- and she, in the, it's part of her Harvard mission that she wins them over in the end. The one guy with, "All right, do it for love." Like, have you ever been in love? Right? And it's it's beautiful. Like, it's, like once again, it's that. Yin, um, yin and Yang, where you get this big energetic marching number, but then you have l dropping into a really sincere moment of, Why am I doing this? Yeah. And in, and I mean, I love the harmony with her parents with the. Tell,
3: Tell me what's out there that you can get, get right here.
0: here. Yeah. All right. I love their harmony on that. It just always sounds so good on my ears that I actually I rewind that little <laughs> snippet because it's like, Oh, that harmony is so good. And
1: I mean, I, I love the comparison that you mentioned about putting it with a heartbeat. I yeah. never thought of it like that but that's totally it mm-hmm. and the whole like I love that the lyrics are are centered around that mm-hmm. because it's it's the same thing kind of in the film where they're like why are you doing this like this isn't you like yeah you're supposed to like you have a stay four by the o.
0: pool hang out with the frat boys
1: and, and stay in Malibu like you mm-hmm. have a 4.0 in fashion, and in fashion merchandising. Fashion merchandising. What you can go to law school for? Mm-hmm. She's
0: like, it's for love. It's for love. And she's sincere about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, once again, that's the power of the show is when you get the right person to play Elle, yep. they can drop in in that moment and be sincere and not play that for comedy where you feel like, oh yeah, sure, love. Like, screw off. Yeah. Like, there's, it's like, no, no. I like, think you play it right. You, you can really hit the moment and really make it feel good. Um, Especially too, because
1: like, when you're watching as the audience, like you mm-hmm. can see that Warner doesn't care. Like nope. he's like, I'm looking for someone serious, yeah. less of a Marilyn, more of a Jackie. Like, <laughs> also a great line, one of my favorite lines. Um, like, yeah. and and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm done.
2: Yeah,
1: thanks, thanks for a fun couple of years, but like, I need someone more serious. And yeah, she could take that and mm-hmm. wallow in pity forever, but instead, like. She she like, no. out a plan. She's like, no, you know what? I love this guy. Coming yeah. back to the topic of love. Like, I love him. I'm going to prove that I'm serious. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. And I think, I, th- I really feel like that's when we really start
0: to root for her. Yo, you absolutely root for her in that moment. Um, it, it, it's it's the first win of the show, right? Like, yeah. The first two songs are set up for Elle getting engaged. That doesn't happen. So then you're like, oh, Sad, sad, sad. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, Elle gets a win. Like, it's once again it's showing mm-hmm. Elle's the underdog. She's get she, she, she doesn't win everything all at once, but she's throughout the show m- not, notching up these little wins until she gets to the end and wins the day where she's Valentorian. Yep. She gets Emmett. She gets all the things she wanted. Yep. Um. But yeah, I love this song. And it's a great I want song, right? I mean, yeah. This, this, this is the I want song of the show. So once yep. again, it's, Very simplistic, where it's like this is what I want. I'm gonna go chase it, but you buy into it. Like uh, uh, first, like yeah, okay, sure. I mean, like the whole thing where she's doing all, all, all the law jargon and doing the marching. It's like it's it's playing the fact that yeah, Ella's still kind of playing into her dits and into and into her looks. Like the two board members who want to admit her are mainly doing because of her looks, right? Like the whole multiculturalism, right? (laughs) But like that's the whole thing there where it's like they're not giving the whole thing away right away where she's going to have this big change by the end and it's going to mature and, and find her new voice. This is still very much playing into, yeah, she's a bit of a ditz in this. Like, may I approach or mm-hmm. or I object. And now it's right? legal jargon. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like, like it, it doesn't shy away from, yeah, she's still a bit of a ditz. Like, yeah, she got into Harvard, but she isn't all the way there yet. She's still got a mm-hmm. lot of ways to go to win the day. And, I, and, and I, I love that. And I love that it
1: comes out from all these other people and mm-hmm. that she meets along the way. It comes out from Paulette. It comes out from Emmett. And yeah. when she's working on the trial with Brooke, like yeah. people who are ultimately in her corner. Mm-hmm. And then from that, it helps her kind of grow exactly into the person that she ends up being.
0: Yeah. All right. What's your number three? My
1: final pick is
0: chip on my shoulder
1: you know this vanity's real picturesque
3: but it started its life as a desk clear it off and find some room for books instead what are you doing can you live without this can you live without that i don't know what this
0: is it's for hair wear a hat spend some time improving what's inside your head out out
3: put it in storage sell it on ebay leave it behind out. what are you angry good so get angry you may find a chip on your shoulder Ooh, the room just got colder hey but with the chance you've been given why are you not driven as hell there's just no way around it you gotta plow through till
0: you found it
3: been reading it hard i can tell
0: good choice did it make my list but that was another montage song that i was like Okay, that could easily go in the browser like, what you want was my montage slash Elwood mm. But it's a good I, one.
1: I love this. This is what this has been one of my favorite songs since I first heard the cast recording. I always really love I love a character that is just so passionate about what mm-hmm. they are after, and Emmett is that kind of person. And I love that he it's like leading up to it, it's the moment where he's like, hey, so. Like, I don't really understand why you are so obsessed with this guy, like, mm-hmm. taking so that's tripping you up. Yeah. And that, and that comes up in the song. It's like, could it be the one thing that you want is the thing that's standing in your way? Yeah. Or the one thing that's standing in your way is the one you want. And, and like, he's, he's another one that's rooting for L the whole time. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: it like, you get a bit of his backstory about how you know, he's always wanted to go to law school and he's like, you can do this. You need a chip on your shoulder, you know? Like, you need to, if you really want to prove yourself, if you really want to prove yourself to Warner, fine, but, like, show everyone else here who's making fun of you that yeah. this is, you don't have to succumb to this.
0: Yeah. Like, and prove I mean, it to them. Prove them wrong. Prove it. Prove it. I mean, it shows the right way to have a chip on your shoulder because women yeah. is not egotistical. He's just someone who goes. I grew up in a bad situation, yeah, and put myself through school was because I mean Harvard is not a cheap school, so I guarantee you, someone. It's not an easy school to get into either. It's not an easy school, and I guarantee you, as he said, someone who was from a broken home, Mm -hmm. low income family, of course, he was poo pooed upon by people like Warner who come from the 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 the, the, like richy rich world. Yeah, I mean, of course, you'd have a chip on your shoulder, but it's not a jerky chip on his shoulder. It's a Nope. sincere chip on the shoulder it's like that's what people should have chips on their shoulder it's like yeah work hard absolutely but don't <laughs> be a dick and I mean Emmett is not a dick like he no. is he goes I'll be tough on you well like yeah like you'll pass but in the bottom but, but in the bottom percent of your class yeah um so if you're going for mediocre yeah you've done well yeah. it's like yeah that's harsh but it's true like yeah. I, I, and he's doing it in a very sincere way and it's great I mean once again, this is Elle's rocky moment. This is her training montage, where mm-hmm. accumulates with her winning her argument in class with Callahan right about. Yep. Why now? Why this sperm? Great. Yep. But it's like it's facts. a really it's a really good grounding moment. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, you see it set up all the way through as she's studying different things, right? Yeah. Like Malamans say and and the whole thing about and they actually do talk about this case about the sperm right ahead of time. So it's like it's good eggplant or a. Um, story plants that ultimately pay off like, the song. I feel like this is kind
1: of like the act two parallel of what you want. Yes. They both start the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Like with this kind of like end goal and yep. it like breaks into different segments with mm-hmm. like the win at
0: the end. Yeah, the, well, yeah, exactly. This is, they're both montage. I mean, both songs right. start with L at the bottom of the heap. I mean, both are in act one. But like L at the, uh, but L at oh Elle, yeah, they are
1: sorry. That's
0: something <laughs> will But uh, but like L starts this song with in um, in the bunny costume, right? Like, right. Once again, bottom of uh, bottom of it. So like this musical does a good job of knocking Elle down, only then to have her slowly but surely build herself up and it build it up over this time period. Like you see the months pass by, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, like it's all this chug 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 along, and you're. Once again, I, as you see her get ready, you go, "Okay, I'm getting into it," just like Rocky running up those stairs at Philadelphia, right? <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I guess that whole thing is that same type of determination and drive that you see. What else potential is like? Once again, she's not just the blonde bimbo in the in 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 the Playboy bunny costume. She does have a brain, and she is someone who can do more. Like people forget, like, yeah, she's got a four like she's not some idiot. Like when she actually applies herself and wants to do well in something, she can do it. Like, like yep, like, that is set up early on. Like clearly, she has a passion for fashion and merchandising. Mm-hmm. So it's not, un- it's not It's not. It's not. It's not unthinkable that she would have a high four point GPA. Which means, hey, when she wants to really apply herself to win Warner over, she's going to apply that same determination, and she does. But it takes a bit of work. It's not. She jumps in right away. Like Emma comes into her bedroom, right? The book mm-hmm. isn't even unwrapped yet, its mm-hmm. saran wrap. Her um, desk has magazines and yeah. like, there are products all over it. Like. Right, exactly. Like there's a journey in that song. It's like yeah. how there's a journey for getting in, into Harvard. Mm-hmm. There's a journey of her studying and turning her life around. That's right. Um, to win the day. And it's great. Like it's another great example of just how this musical did a really good job of adapting something that in, in the film. It's a lot of mini scenes like Elle in the library, Elle helping that nerdy guy win over some girls who call him a geek, Yeah, right? Like uh, uh, there's that whole sequence in the movie where she is getting better and better and better over time.
1: Uh, and smarter. Her
0: laptop, right? Yeah. She's getting and better
1: and smarter. Like she's yeah. learning to play the game. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And, and Like she's being challenged
1: yeah. and she's taking the challenge
0: head on. She takes the challenge head on, and, and I mean, it ends with her hitting in her pink resume that's scented the uh, to Callahan, right? Um, so no, it's a great choice, great, great, great choice. Uh, my number three is there, right there, uh, or <laughs> as it's also known as gay or European.
3: Well, is it relevant to presume that a hottie in that costume? Is automatically, radically, certainly, certainly, genetically, medically, gay, officially gay, officially gay, 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 gay. Damn it. gay or European? So stylish and relaxed. Is he gay or European? I think his chest is waxed. But they bring their boys up different. There is culturally diverse. It's not a fashion curse. If he. If wins, Kills or bears a purse, game or just exotic. I still can't crack the code. Yeah, his accent is hypnotic, but his shoes are pointy toed. Ha! Huh. Game or European, so many shades of gray. But if he turns out straight, I'm free at eight on Saturday. Is he gay or European? Gay or European? Gay or European? Wait a minute.
0: That's was... in my other list. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this is the song I've been humming since we said <laughs> we're going to do it. Like, this has been such a catchy tune and it's and it's oh it's an earworm and it's great in the sense of it's a really comic way of exploring an actual law strategy argument
1: mm-hmm. because
0: if they're going to go after this tactic this would be the 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 way they would probably go about it where it's mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's like yeah if we're going to accuse this guy of being gay then if this backfires we could look homophobic and it's yeah. not going to go well so what else could it be like what's the other explanation well he's He's European European. right but it's like in the arguments that come up with it's like yeah like in Europe it's not a fashion curse if he wears a skirt or um or has a purse purse. right Right? like I mean I mean it's just these great little one-liners and the arguments are like yeah actually like I mean it's staged in a really funny way where you don't know what Carlos is up to on the stand like he's flirting with the um, with the bailiff and then he also turns around and forth with the um, stenographer mm-hmm. as well and I mean it's such a great he's gay, 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 damn it <laughs> gay or European like it's just so great and it just once again it's taking this moment from the film of Elle as at the water fountain she taps her shoes mm-hmm. and does the whole like don't, don't... snap your last year's product at me right <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah yeah exactly and then she goes Light bulb in the movie mm-hmm. or in the show, it's the bend and snap because we just did that song, so it's a good callback yeah. there. But once again, it proves the point of L catches something, mm-hmm. and then the move, mu- and then the musical takes a moment like that and kernels it and spins it out into a really fun number that ultimately builds to Emmett figuring it out and getting 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 one. And then unlike in the movie, where the movie kind of ends with his partner standing up in the courtroom going, "You bastard, you lying faster than <laughs> storming out, the musical actually does a better job in this moment where where it goes yeah he's gay and he's european mm-hmm. typically they're kind of saying he's almost bisexual without saying he's bisexual and then on top of that th- th- and, th- and then ultimately it shows the couple happy that they're now able to reveal themselves and they're not hiding anymore yeah it's a happy ending to the song versus in the movie where it's like oh great so we just outed this guy and now his partner's mad at him and that you <laughs> never anything else about it but it, at least in the musical they did took a really nice job and did a nice ending to it that actually makes it a better moment than it is in, in the 2001 film adaptation of that moment right um but i mean it's great i mean it's just a fun act two number it does its job it it it, it, make, it makes the the courtroom scene dynamic because once again if you don't have that song there it's just a lot of dialogue scenes without much music so you do need a song at that point in the in the story to fill it to fill things in so yeah, I I was like there, there. I think it should go back to sort of gay, er, gay or European, <laughs> for better title for the song. It's so funny, but so good. It's such a good, 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 good song. I enjoy it. But at Elfie, why did it make your other list <laughs> for like the opposite sense of what you said? I, oh, good. I just feel like
1: I don't know if it needed to be a song. Mm. Like mm. the court scene, I feel is like and maybe this is kind of it in the movie too but I feel like in the in the musical it feels a little junky Mm. like there's just like a lot that happens and it goes like port and then not and then we're back in and then we're not and like so but like I don't know I feel like it is a fun campy song for sure and it definitely brings a laugh. And I feel like yeah. you kind of do need that laugh when you're doing like all these court scene scenes. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just. I just didn't do without it. <laughs>
0: well, at least I won you over on Ireland. I'll take. The yeah, loss. the little wins. Exactly. I'll take <laughs> the loss on, on their right there. But yeah, I mean, I totally get it. I mean, once again, the courtroom scenes are clunky. I mean, I think you can make a very valid argument that in this musical, you could easily do what they did in 1776, where the scenes that are the arguments in Congress are not musicalized. They're stunned straight. Meaning mm. no music, just this is the scene. We're taking it seriously. And then when you come out of the Congress or like you come out of the courtroom, mm-hmm. and you have a song right. um, there, but. I could totally see an argument of where I mean I, I mean we talked about this earlier where have, for some reason you, in the musical they go to a bathroom or like the scene yeah, of a crime which is like, like that's not necessary no and would never happen in real life well I mean you can go back to a scene of a crime yeah but are are we bringing
1: all the witnesses and the judge and the jury to you the don't scene bring, of the
0: crime you don't bring the witnesses you bring the jury and you actually do bring the judge oh. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's very notably happened in the case of OJ, where where the jury got to go visit his house, as well as Nicole Brown Simpson's house. And it, Johnny Cochran, the lawyer, very notably redid OJ's house to make it look mm-hmm. more ethnic, to appeal to the Black jury. And the, well, and the judge and the judge actually don't had- Don't court- expect me to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge actually did have like a, have like a whole like mini courtroom session on the front lawn of the house because what marcia clark was arguing that the jury shouldn't be allowed in because the scene had been changed and the judge ruled against her and let the people in that's a whole other story but yes they do uh, they do visit the scene of a crime but i just go in this you don't need to it's it's a pointless no. scene change like well why it, did just, change it just the scene? feels like filler like yeah, it, it the is moment's filler. about to happen yeah
1: just leave it
0: yeah yeah right and exactly. just
1: like if there if there was actual evidence there then maybe but instead it's just like enid got a perm so hop in the shower and see that the hair gets wet yeah
0: don't need to just
1: have l have her moment exactly
0: exactly so but yeah they're right there let us know listeners what are your thoughts on this song which (laughs) list does it belong on let us know um but yeah, alright, right. let's go into, into the top two songs, either with Skip or with Cut. Your number one was There Right There. My number one song is the one that comes right before There Right There, and it's the Take It Like a Man song. Thank you.
1: I know you're scared, nevertheless. Think of the people you want to impress. Swallow your pride for me, just not, yes. And prepare <laughs> cause something's in I think it's
3: love
1: exactly here you'll become what you're supposed to be you think you can't but you can think of the guy you want most to be here's your chance to make it so take it like a
2: man
0: oh interesting i don't like it it's a generic oh. takeover song okay. it has very similar staging to the song from sunset boulevard called the ladies paying where basically, once again, Norma Desmond pays for her uh, writer guy to get a makeover. And this is Elle basically doing the same thing, where it's doing the stupid trope of, the gawky person is in frumpy clothes, but all of a sudden we've actually put them in a suit, and oh my goodness, I see you in a whole new light. Ooh, what? it's like it's like the makeover scene in the rom-coms where she takes off her glasses. And yes, it is. And it's like, <laughs> like that was never part of the movie. Elle never takes Emmett to a shopping to a shopping store in the movie. No. Because Emmett already knows how to dress. And I mean, like, if you're a T.A. and working for someone like Callahan, you would already know how to dress appropriately. <laughs> and I guarantee it would have been in at least one courtroom. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for me, I just go, it's just so generic and boring. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how much I would have just had Emmett do a song after Elle hands in her resume. And Calhoun walks away saying, oh, God, it's scented. Hmm. And Emma's just left alone on stage. I mean, he has a bit of that moment with the at the uh, with, with the end of Chip on Her Shoulder. But, I mean, you could have yeah. done something bigger there. Incorporate some of those bigger moments of, I'm starting to develop something for you. Yeah, he um, doesn't really have a song. He, he does have a solo song. Like yeah. songs that he's- These big moments, against,
1: but like- yeah.
0: Eaten. I would see a solo song from Emmett, right? Exactly. For me, I just go. You could have easily done a better job incorporating the idea that Emmett has a budding crush yeah. on L than doing a whole makeover scene. Like it just feels forced. Where it's like, yeah. okay, Calhans mad, so get out of my sight, you two. Okay, right. great. Let's go to the mall. And it's like, what is this place? It's called a department store. Seriously, this guy has never in his life been to a department store. <laughs> Like, I get he's from the from a low-income family with a single mom that he wants to buy a house for, but the guy isn't that dumb. I mean, come <laughs> on. Like. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, for me, I just go,
1: eh, skip. hmm What's your number two? My number two is Blood in the Water.
3: Classmate, you have just been killed. She cut your throat, so grab your coat. Yes, you've got guts, but now they're spilled. your
0: almost made my list go ahead i just skip it i just forget about it
1: (laughs) i don't like a lot of
0: villain songs some of villain songs have to be done right yeah i mean i mean this is very much in the line of poor unfortunate souls be prepared like it's very disney in the sense of like and here comes your villain yeah like, it's not very subtle. Like, it's not like soliloquy or um, The Lonely Room in Oklahoma hmm. where Judd is a sympathetic villain that you feel hmm. bad for. And you kind of understand why he's going after Lori the way he does. Here it's like, Calhans a white guy in a suit and he's going to sing about blood in the water. He's going to give all these horrible examples of... It's like, oh, i a scary you know, law teacher. and Right? Exactly. Me, I just go, it's so... Over the top, of like sledgehammery of, is he a bad guy? Yeah, because he would take the case up against the granny who lost all her money mm-hmm. to to the guy who who, 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 who uh, spent it all on blowing prostitutes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she gets a, a, a person from legal hat, from from legal aid, right? And you call her crazy, and you get and you win the case. It's like yeah, he's a bad guy. Ergo, like not much gain there. It's like you should have done something a little bit more interesting with that moment it's of introducing just- this character than just blood in the water it's, it's like not a memorable it's
1: water. not memorable
0: like yeah. yeah it's kind of it's there i mean it's it does its job of setting up callahan but it's like could we have done any it would be better to really lean i mean when victor garber does it in the movie mm. everybody knows victor garber as thomas andrews he's a nice guy so mm. when he has that moment with, with l where he hits on her and, and mm-hmm. in the movie it's not as uh overt as him kissing her it's more just him putting his uh, hand on her leg Mm-hmm. That Vivian sees, but once again, Victor Garber is good because he played nice at first, like he like you bought into him being kind of this older professor uh sure a little bit rough around the edges, but not creepy. This kind of comes out right away, and you're like, when's it gonna like come after Alex oh
1: well, like I don't know if it's like he definitely starts out rough around the edges and like you just sort of assume that he's going to be the villain but yeah. in, i feel like you don't really get that in the movie like you know like, no,
0: yeah no victor garber is much kinder I mean, you, yeah
1: so like i wonder i wonder if instead like because when you have a song like blood in the water you're setting it up as like
0: yeah bad guy he's this
1: big scary bad guy what if instead it was like i don't know i don't want to say like a more maybe a more gentle introduction and then we get a reprise after when he hits on l yeah and then all the
0: yeah all the the true colors are out right that's that would be a much stronger choice right than that i agree i agree like
1: there's some there's some villains portrayed that you see that start off like you said they start off nice and then eventually like their colors and that's more come realistic out right more. i mean so much I, more realistic like like
0: i mean look at the rules right i mean I, I mean that's why so many people got away with stuff for so long before me too that's because everyone went, oh no he's not a bad guy then it's like uh yeah behind a closed door he actually is an awful person
2: yeah
0: right and that and, that, and that, yeah. I, mean, I love your idea of doing the reprise of, of a song with with kelly when he's confronting el after she slaps him Mm-hmm. Um, that's a much scarier moment where you can really get into something yeah. really scary, um, yeah, with that versus coming right out of the gate being like, hey, "Here comes your bad, here's guy. your bad guy, <laughs> <laughs> the sleazy lawyer." Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it really kind of undercuts the character of Callahan. And then makes you go, "Oh, there," you kind of dilute some of the magic of the film that victor garber brought i mean maybe that is just victor garber where (laughs) where he as an actor is someone who you really identify with and they kind of go oh yeah like he's this kind of nice canadian guy Mm -hmm. and it's like oh no he can play really mean when he wants to Mm -hmm. um and that's what makes that moment scary in the movie is when you go oh crap you really wear the, the wolf in the sheep's clothing here it's just mm-hmm. like no this is just the wolf <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's, who's, who's come to hang out with you and like then, then,
1: we're starting off singing about sharks and blood in the water yeah. you should yeah. not be surprised
0: by act two <laughs> right exactly exactly so okay so my number two though is harvard variations i want to
3: and the roads my right financial software see. codes my, my wife
0: That one, yeah. I get that there's a similar scene in the movie where everybody sits around in a circle on the quad and introduces themselves. But I just go, so this is such a big exposition dump. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's Basically, basically it's just to give Elle time to change costumes, right? Because she has to get out of her <laughs> drum circle marching band. It's like Gerald Shiz. Like it is, it is like Chiz, Unnecessary is song
1: lists. that you need a filler Right. It's someone a does a song. costume
0: change. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like that's the whole thing. Where like Emmett and um Eden, or uh or Enid, or Enid Hoops, are the only two characters that have any importance. The other two people who like are introduced,
2: you never, never hear come
0: back again. Back. <laughs> I'm like, if you had brought what's his name, at least one of them back, or at least maybe done a better job of bringing back that gawky character from the movie that yeah. helps with the women and, and yeah. it's really nice to her. Like that, that would be better. Been. Is have him there, and then and then you have him and Enid as like the two people that came out of that song. But really it's like, why am I hearing this song for people who never come back or at least change two of them out to maybe Vivian and, and Warner? Least well Warner Warner's too easy of a giveaway. True.
1: Vivian maybe because yeah. Elle doesn't know Vivian because l sits in on that circle. Or so right. like she said if she sits in on a circle with Warner, true. Yeah. He's so not gonna be paying Vivian attention.
0: Sure. So yeah. Yeah. Put Vivian in there. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, That's always for
0: me. I just go. It sounds nice. Like I love the the three part uh, character parts, and, and the fact they're all different and then the, rhythms. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or I want to throw bright hand a rose. Like it is very hummable. I don't yeah, that. But I just go. I know as a theater person, I know why it's here, but mm-hmm. I also go, is it really like you're going to do that? At least give me characters who will ultimately come back and become. Recognizable Relevant. faces, yeah. Relevant to, besides Enid Hoops, who is a yeah. great character, very underrated supporting. Oh, great! <laughs> she's just funny. I love Enid Hoops.
1: Um, it's like, yeah, it's the filler um for a costume change, yeah. And it's like, it gives kind of like the eerie intro for Harvard because yeah. Elle doesn't know what she's getting into. Which okay, but this show has a. a few filler songs yeah. like like the young. yeah like the the delta new song there's um a couple of reprises mm-hmm. i could forget <laughs> you already gone. have <laughs> i already have <laughs> <laughs> oh that was in there oh yeah. great <laughs> okay what's your number three my number three, speaking of reprises, is mm-hmm. The Serious Reprise. Those parties senior year, I thought we
3: ruled the world. You funneled all that beer. I held your head when you hurled. We were like gods back then, walking among common men. Tell me, why can't it be that way again? Dreams don't just disappear. But like senior year but funner. You've got your future on play. Guess I do, guess I what if I'm standing there too? Wait, I'm not following you. I'm here cause I understand. I'm sure I understand. I'm here cause I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, right. You look real
0: Oh, is that the one that Elson's at the party with Emmett or Warner? It's the one that Warner sang Warner and Elle sing at the party. Yeah, that almost made my list. I I don't know. Who like, needs it? series either? I didn't either. But of course, yeah. Warner has to have a song. Well, no, it makes it. sense that he would have a song. I just go, you don't need a reprise of it at the party.
1: And no, that's you don't. Not necessary.
0: No. See, so he, he sings they, it once like, at the top of the show to break up with her and then never... And that's and fine. And
1: that's all you need it for. Yeah. Uh, I, everything. It, everything they're singing... They can say like it's literally right, exactly. just dialogue,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, like
1: it's much need better
0: it. to have a song in that moment of. I would have loved a trio of Warner, Vivian, and L. And L, <gasps> like all three, yeah. Know, right, like L feels awkward. Vivian is gloating at she got L, um, and, and Warner is just in the middle, between the two women. Like he's got his Jackie and his Marilyn, like. That actually would be a really good song. Oh, that would have been a really good song.
1: Call it Jackie and, he,
0: and Marilyn. But the, Marilyn that's the whole Jackie. thing of like, of like that could have given Warner actually some depth, where he's seeing the really hot girl ex girlfriend and his new girlfriend who is playing politics at this party.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So his whole thing of, oh, what's going on? Like, I'm, i like, do I still have feelings? And mm-hmm. Vivian just going, Don't make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And, and Vivian just there being like, yep, got you. Like. Mm-hmm. like Got you in my trap, Elle. You fell right for it. What an, what an idiot you are. Well, that would have been really good. That Vivian, would have been a much better choice for that moment of... Vivian her, doesn't get a song either. No, um, she, no she only gets a little, little fun remix.
1: Yeah, where she belts that one bit and that's it. Yeah, that would have been interesting. And especially, too, because like the party scene in the movie isn't very long. So I can understand why. It's, it's not a long S-O time show, Elle shows but,
0: up in costume. She tries yeah. to make it work. She does and she leaves. Mm-hmm. and that's it
1: yeah that would have been interesting though creative team like go I back and rewrite a i feel like later. you could have a lot of fun with that
0: yeah creative team go back and rewrite go, go back and rewrite a moment <laughs> here come on we're, we're 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 giving you gold for free yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right my number three though is one that comes before ireland and that is positive
1: at her, she's like a nun.
0: Showing you our way more fun. Pump up on that and you won. You off the hisselchey. What keep it
3: positive? Yeah! Rip off your clothes and dance! Keep it positive. Miss Fancy passed off. You will wet his appetite. You and he will reunite. You know we're right. We're positive. We're positive.
0: Wow, I kinda like positive i think it's cute it's cute but i'm like it's another generic upset ex-girlfriend song where all is what Elles <laughs> want to do is like cloud vivian's eyes and i'm like i get it it's but it's like seriously could we not have anything else in this moment like, <laughs> I, like another, another moment for vivian to give her a song to, to sing to al about like women sitting together it's like no no you didn't come prepared yeah. so i had every right to cut you down because
1: that would have been blood in the water <laughs> That would have been, like, a good villain moment where you know. think Vivian's the villain and then yes. by the second act, you're like, oh, no, she's not. Because that's, right? that's what happens in the movie, too. I like, it's like, a, little bit it's a little
0: bit different in the movie. Where well, like, if, if you're, Vivian, rooting, doesn't if you're rooting
1: for Al, I mean. Yeah, yeah. In, in the sense yeah. that if you're rooting for Al, you see Vivian and you're like, oh, I hate Vivian because I want you right? Warner. But Vivian's right. That would have been so good. yes. Hello, right? creative
0: team. We are giving you gold for free if you want to rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. Because I mean, for me, I just go. The only have thing our people of- call your people. Yeah, exactly. Like for <laughs> me, I just go. The importance of this song is to set up l's imaginary group chorus, which is an element. Yeah, song, as I've always said it's unnecessary. It's like I get why they're there because they have to give some. They have to give somebody for L to talk to sometimes. But yeah. I just go, it's such a forced theater concept where it's like, and here's your imaginary friends, and it's like. What else do they do besides a few times talking to Elle? It's like, they're there to chime in on shit. It's like, oh my god, look at his face. Or like, oh my goodness, we're changing seasons. Like, bend and snap. It's like, suddenly, Paulette can see the Elle's imaginary people. It's like... uh, Yeah, right? That makes no sense.
1: No, it doesn't. And like, the Greek course works in bits. Like, having it with positive is fine. But like, you can just like... Leave. Well but like the what is it? It's during um um Chip on My Shoulder where yeah. like they show up during the seasonal changes. Mm-hmm. That can just like it's, it's cute. Too, a I don't think. But like it can just like it doesn't have to be Greek chorus, like you can just yeah. like leave the scene. It's true. It just is. have a calendar Oh process. showing them, showing it like well it's cute having them in there, yeah. I guess, but like
0: so it doesn't, again, it's it's not, doesn't have to be just, directly
1: associated, but the fact that like they are set up to be yeah. in in throughout the show yeah. and then they're then they're like kind of not really. <laughs> they, they, they like disappear. They have like the their one song two. and then they're yeah, yeah they're gone for the majority of Act Two. And then Bend and Snap.
0: I not a great can... song. It almost be <laughs> my list. I like the moment, it's cool. funny. But I just it, go the fact it's that you necessary for the
1: for the story yeah. because it's the same in the It's, it's the a very good movie
0: scene from from the movie. But i just go, you didn't need to have see Elle's so you know, imaginary friends, it makes no sense.
1: And no, you can have it be how it is in the movie, which is Elle demonstrating it to Paulette. Yeah. And then exactly. just have you the ensemble join in for the
0: rest of the song. Damn. <laughs> so good, um, yeah. Nose. Like positive. Yeah. I just go. Should have given a song to Vivian here. That would have been a much stronger moment. So for cool. Her. And I just go. The only the only thing you're doing in this moment this moment is setting up the Greek chorus Better than that. I just go. It's not doing much else. Just get me to Ireland. Just get L into the, um, the salon. The, uh... Yeah, because I mean, you can have Vivian sing a song. And L is laughing and goes, "Oh, I need to go get a hair job. I need to go to I need to go a, I need to go a dye job to go dye my hair to be more like her." Yeah.
1: Well, and like she has, she has that moment with Vivian where it's like, "Why would mm-hmm. you do that to another girl? Why would you have me out together. like that?" And Vivian's like, "Not my fault. You didn't come prepared." And just she's like right. I said, like, like like I said, she could be she could come across as like the conniving. Yeah screw you like dumb blonde what are you doing here like
0: and, uh, you didn't work to get in law school and and yeah. like that's the blood in the water moment it is blood in the water and and, and i mean and I mean, that's what's great about vivian's speech in that is that you didn't come prepared mm-hmm. so sucks to suck mm-hmm. <laughs> like plain sorry simple, not huh? sorry yeah exactly sorry not sorry like you didn't come prepared go be prepared to get cut down yeah i mean that's and that's a, that's a great vivian moment that you could have really musicalized there instead of this stupid generic i'm angry i want to call her iza oh wait let me twerk at her um right like it's that shit they were just like this is so dumb skip or like introduce the yeah. greek chorus and just don't make a song about it yeah just have them show up and it's like hey El, it's like who are the hell <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> you here? we're not here well in in the movie she just calls her friends and- she does yeah, it yeah.
1: like it's like a two minute moment, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. So I feel like they just like wanted to make a song out of that. They did, yeah. Which is fine, but yeah, I
0: see where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay. Final section, Ms. J. Maxwell, which is does this musical still have a place today? Should it be revived?
1: I do think it still has a place. Mm-hmm. I think it, it just everything we've been talking about. This is a really great story about this kind of underdog who defies the stereotypes. And I think that is a message that is as important then as it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that message can totally still be relevant on Broadway. Yeah. Um, I would also say that it's still fairly relevant and, or it's gotten like kind of like a resurgence in relevancy because like everyone seems to really be obsessed with the 2000s. (laughs) <laughs> early two thousand, yeah um and included in that like there are like instagram accounts dedicated to early 2000s <laughs> pop culture yeah. and so in that is legally blonde so i feel like if you were to bring it back at least right now i feel like the demand like there would be people who would want to go see mm-hmm. it and yeah i think i think the story's got got a really good message it's got a strong female lead mm-hmm. which we can always use more of i would change some things as we've mentioned we yeah we have kind we'll, of talked yeah,
0: about. could we'll do some, some some refining not major <laughs> overhauls like maybe update some of the lyrics in gay or european like like away from yeah. some of the stereotypes that you mentioned in there yeah um, and it could be a little bit more refined not just generic lesbian jokes but
1: like you you remember yeah. for what it was when it Mm-hmm. like 2006 2007
0: was a different time than what it was now so yeah i, like I mean don't forget forget 2007 it, the right the right for gay marriage was not legal everywhere so right. we have a whole song where, where it ends with these with this with, with these two men kissing mm-hmm. and hugging each other and accepting their relationship mm-hmm. that was big yeah well and even still when the movie
1: came out in 2001 like yeah so so yeah i think i think there's definitely some fine tuning i feel like you can even probably polish some of the current songs mm-hmm. Maybe cut some songs have a whole vivian moment
0: yes give give you <laughs> <Vivian> a moment <laughs> give
1: him a little moment hashtag vivian um, gets her moment
0: <laughs> but yeah otherwise i think i think it still deserves a place yeah for me i go i enjoyed this musical this is still one i bop to it's got good music in it like like I was I was listening to the album at work today while I was at my desk doing paperwork and I just it gave me the energy to get things done like it's got mm-hmm. good energy to it. It's got a good message that still resonates with audiences today and especially now after uh, the big me too wave. A bit even bigger win for for Elwoods when she slaps Callie and I'm sure we'll get a bigger audience moment out of that. Like this musical just knows what it is. It's a high energy comedy with with a universal message that that is told with sincerity and not just for laughs mm-hmm. and it delivers and it's good i mean once again as you said sometimes we just need a good feel good musical yeah and this is one of them where i think coming out of covid lockdowns or people being locked down it's been depressing and dark and miserable the world broadway shut down this yeah. is one of those shows that is just an up-spirited show that just brings people back
1: yeah, um, and it's silly. And and it's family. It's a family quirky show. and
0: yeah. Wow, I don't know if it's a family show. I would. I mean, I, I could see you too. I could see people taking their daughters to go see this. I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I mean, I wouldn't take like my four-year-old cousin to see <laughs> it, but maybe I would take like my te- my, my my like like a teenager, like or, yeah, like, like, like or, yeah, or, 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 or like a tween, yeah. Because I mean, the movie yeah, was, like, I, like, I, I was could start Pg-13 back I mean. in the day, so I mean, yeah. like. As long as you're not taking like a four year old to this, I mean, even then, like, take a four year old. What's the worst thing in this story, that besides besides Callahan hitting on Elle, but he gets his comeuppance in the end? Yeah. So I mean, I can't really think of one really bad thing. I mean, it's like you see a dead body, but yeah, I just say yeah, bring it back. I think I think we are well warranted for a comeback. I mean, heck, MTV could do a, a, a like revival season of Search for Elwood, that you can find someone to play Elwood for Broadway, make her an sure. actress. Yeah. Uh, give her that chance. There's so, lots of great casting you can do in this too. Like you can really play around with this show yeah. and have some real fun with it. And yeah, it's got no.
1: dogs. That the one thing, the one important thing we failed to mention is that there is, are
0: real dogs in true. the show I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean I don't like Chihuahuas, but I'll happily take Paulette's dog, Rufus. I mean, that is a beautiful English Bulldog. That's my favorite type of dog. That's the only dog I would ever get, is an English Bulldog. All right. And on that note, J. Maxwell, where can people find and follow
1: you? You can find me on all social platforms under the Mm -hmm. handle JSTEPHMAX Mm -hmm. and on my blog, soundsaboutright.com.
0: But that's right spelled W-R-I-T-E because we love a pun. Love a pun, love a pun. you can find and follow our theme music composer, Mr. Brody Well. Have Father Flows Check out his latest album, Locusts. He's got another one in the works that he just announced. So check all that out. Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, all the spots for that. You can check out Autonized Patreon at Before the Downbeat, where we do all things from top 10 lists to theater news breakdowns, reviews, uh, movie musical commentaries. Heck, maybe we'll even do a review of the pro shot of Legally Blonde uh, from MTV. And we'll bring Jessica on for that one. Um, yeah, but we do all types of fun stuff like that. So check that on out. And I will happily plug and say, check out the Algonquin Theater if you are from the GTA Ontario area here in Canada to go see Autumn's production of Rent that she is mounting in one month. She has one whole month to mount a whole musical. So she is deep in it. So we are sending her all the best wishes, and we can't wait to see that. Jessica and I may go check that out together. Yeah. All right. Other than that, everybody. You can find follow me at Mackenzie Horner on social media platforms. You can check out my work with of Hemlock, where I am the co-artistic producer of the company. We just did a duet review of Diana the Musical and all types of good stuff there. Until then, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe. I'm going to say now that for the next two weeks, we are doing a slight hiatus where we going back into the vaults, releasing two remastered episodes of our Oliver a double parter because why not go back and remaster that before autumn's back to wrap up the last two episodes of the season. So, and I will say our season finale is a show that Jessica and I have both performed in. So there's an early hint. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I uh, think but- I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more, Jessica. Tell me more. There we go. All right, everybody stay healthy, stay safe. And oh my God.
1: My God, you guys. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And look out for that blood in the water. Thanks, everybody.